0: Welcome in to
1: On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Well, Steve Sarkeesian stepped to the microphone earlier today to uh, address the post-game of the uh, Oklahoma game, and also look forward to Oklahoma State. Uh, our Joe Cook of Inside Texas uh, was uh, at the presser, and uh, we're going to talk to him now. Joe, welcome in.
2: Thanks for having me on, Bobby. Great to be yep. here as always.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, so let's get down to brass tacks, Joe. Uh, you were there today. Uh, what did he start off with injury news, maybe? Uh,
2: he, he later got there, but we can start there. Uh, he said Jordan Whittington uh, injured his clavicle uh, and and that Jacoby Jones injured his foot and both would need some surgery and had some unclear timetables as for how long they'd be out. Uh, obviously, with Jordan injured, Jordan, 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 Jordan Whittington, it's another injury in his career, but it's a different one. It's a clavicle. And I don't know what exercises you can do to do clavicles. Sometimes football is football. Jacoby Jones is one that hurts because we saw what happened when he was not in the game. I don't think anybody's going to mistake him for a premier, you know, day one, day two guy, but he has made that defensive line. He brings the quality up. We don't know what the quality is right now, but we know it's way, way down without him there. So, those are some two important injuries, especially as Texas deals with some problems uh, addressing the run.
1: They both had surgery. Is that correct? Or we're going uh, after... either
2: both had surgery or both are will have surgery in in the upcoming week.
1: Yeah, that typically means at least a, a month, if not more. Um, and unfortunately, in a collarbone, is t- typically two months, right? Um, if I'm not mistaken, six to eight weeks. Um, if it's if it's a clean break, by the way, and and broken in the right spot, um, you know, against OU. What did Sark have to say about – did he address the problems on run defense?
2: That was one of the first things I asked about. I I got the the first question today and basically asked, look, TCU ran the ball to try to come back and win the game. That 99-yard drive, which is something that even even Steve Sarkeesian uh, alluded to, they were running the ball for the most part to win the game. Of course, they hit their deep shots at times, but they knew that if Zach Evans and Max Duggan got going – they'd be able to move down the field and get themselves back into contention. Luckily for Texas, they were able to run their own drive and seal things up. Oklahoma, I noticed this about the second quarter. It was that they know that they can run the ball to win the game. The question is, will they have enough time? And they had two seconds to spare. So Steve Sarkeesian is is very well aware that this defense is going to go as its run defense goes, especially with Mike Gundy coming in. And he praised Mike Gundy as well, hasn't faced them before. Uh, and it would also noted that Mike Gundy used to be a guy who was pretty much, like, hey, let's run the scoreboard up. Well, now he's got a guy in in Jalen uh, Warren who has gotten the ball 95 times in the past three games. So and this is a, back. A, back a running back. back. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, over 120 yards each of those games. Uh, so this is someone who is going to the, the, an offense that is going to attack this run deficiency oh, no, by the way, they have one of the strongest-armed quarterbacks in Spencer Sanders who has his own problems, but if you drop down and those safeties crash up, which which they've been doing, this is a guy who can go over the top. So that that's basically one of the big questions this upcoming week is how does a porous run defense, who allowed a lot of yards to TCU, how, allowed everything to Oklahoma, how does this porous run defense, especially lacking Jacoby Jones, uh, manufacture some pressure and do some things against the the run when Oklahoma State comes to town as a top 10 team
1: did did Sarkeesian have anything to address that that the uh, 330 something yard performance by Oklahoma what do you have to say
2: so I asked him though how he gets it fixed and what I'm learning is one of the common responses from players and now I see where they get it from from coaches is, is technique and fundamentals Uh, They really think that what it was was getting knocked out of their position. And when you're trying to play the run, you know, big part of being a defensive lineman is of course, beating the guy in front of you, but beating the guy in front of you means, Hey, I'm supposed to be in this gap. I'm staying here. And that's something that Texas just has not been able to do in in any situation. That's what they're going to work on this week is try and get those technique and fundamentals down just so that they're making smaller and smaller pockets for opposing offenses whenever they do pass and are staying in the spot spilling to at linebackers like uh to and luke brockermeyer who have been very active i'd say in the run game i don't know about successful but they're there uh and try and make things work that way because if they are just thrown out of position then it's bad for everybody behind them and that's what they have said they need to work on this week
1: i think it's funny there's no fairy dust they they can just sprinkle and make that run defense that much better i mean uh, it was brutal to watch on, on Saturday. And if, if there's a repeat uh, this coming Saturday, I, I, I think that Oklahoma State could end up winning. Did, what else did Sark have to say uh, previewing Oklahoma State for this week?
2: Well, it was mostly about, you know, as most coaches talk about, turning the page, going on to what's next in front of them. But there was some sprinkling in about some big picture context with this team and that, look, that was their first conference loss. And it, it's a very, very tough one. Uh, it's a historic one in a certain sense, but in the Big 12 record book, it counts as just one. And so his message today seemed to be, you know, if you want to face this team again in Arlington, which is something he and other players alluded to after the Oklahoma game in a media Zoom post game, then you have to start by beating Oklahoma State. And so, you know, he's not trying to do this whole, as we saw with the most previous guy, one oh, one one oh, one one oh, you know, tunnel vision, tunnel vision. He's being pretty forthright about what the team needs to do in order to get back, but that focus this week goes on Oklahoma State before they can even start to think about what's going on in two months.
1: Gotcha. A lot of people don't realize this. Not only do you get to see uh, Sarkeesian on Mondays, uh, but they also open up to a few players uh, you said you got to meet. Uh, you got to talk to uh, Bijan Robinson, uh, Casey Thompson, Moro Jomo, and Keandre Coburn. And Coburn, you said, uh, told me off camera that he had some interesting thoughts specifically on the run defense. And since he's a defensive tackle, let's let's hear what he had to say. What was what was his thought?
2: Right. So what I was going back to when I was talking about run fits is I, that's where I got the explanation from. Like, what does that actually mean? For you, And it, he, he talked about, look, I've, I've got to be where I'm supposed to be because if I get forced off, then bam, that means that guy won his block and there's a hole. And here comes another guy running through, gets to the linebacker and there goes the running back past and, and it's up to the safeties. And we've seen that they've had some problems as well. So he talked about what it means in order to just be straight up and, and stay there and what effect that has on the rush defense and being able to stay in their spot. And then the other uh, thing, like you mentioned, Boro Ojobo t- spoke today, and he's one of the more forthright, and I, w- I wish they were able to promote him a little bit more because he, he, can, he talks extremely eloquently. He gives excellent answers, and he, he made a good point today. He said, you know, someday hopefully I get there. I hope I make it to the league because in the league there's an iPad right there on the sideline, right in front of you that says, here's what you did wrong, and you can see it. It's right there where with with college game, not every program can afford all those things, or there's going to be NCAA regulation on all those things like they always seem to do. So he's got to rely on being told, hey, this is what it is. This is what you need to hear. This is what you have to do instead of being able to see it. And I thought that was an interesting tidbit. But, uh, you know, he's one of the leaders on this team. He talked about how it's going to be big for guys like Alfred Collins to step up uh, in the place of, whether it be him, whether it be uh, Jacoby Jones, Alfred Collins, both Morrow and Keandre spoke about this. Alfred Collins is a guy who's got to start making plays with the opportunity he's given, and we saw that. He even had a sack of Spencer Rattler. If they want that to to be a thing that continues, it's going to be on him and his role in helping this defensive line overcome a lot of its struggles.
1: um Casey say anything in particular about uh, the OU game, given that his father played at OU, national champion quarterback.
2: He he, he spoke about the moment he had after the game and, and realizing, you know, it's tough to lose when you pass for five touchdowns and 388 yards, and that's that's anybody. But he talked about how he was able to go and connect with his father, his family, and have a moment with them post game and. It was something you could really tell that he he valued. Casey, to his credit, is extremely even keeled and measured with with a lot of things that he says. And so for him to open up and talk about that was was kind of impressive uh, for for me just being there. Um, other than that, though, him being even keeled and measured means that he's not always going to give you a lot uh, as far as you know inside looks and details and things like that. And you know that's that's whatever his prerogative may be. But it was interesting to hear about how he and, and his father, I know that was probably mentioned tens of times on the, on the broadcast, the moment they had after the game and uh, that type of thing, just how, how special that was. And another common topic that was asked was, you know, how, how do you, we mentioned this earlier, how do you come back from this, remain motivated, but also go forward and, and face Oklahoma State? even after a rough loss. And, you know, these guys, they, they live with the ups and downs too, but they have to go at it right again on, on Sunday and Monday. And so their focus seems to be all on Oklahoma state at this point and, and getting ready for at least with, with Casey challenging some of those really, really experienced linebackers and, and defensive backs that are on the Oklahoma state defense.
1: Yeah. i tell you what uh, Oklahoma state will bring its defense on Saturday. They really will. They, they play a nice brand of ball play hard, uh, play to the whistle, and sometimes beyond, uh, they, uh, they have a nice squad. Uh, did uh, anybody ask Casey, and this may be one of the reasons why I'm asking it, is because uh, Casey hit a couple deep balls on Saturday. Anybody talk about that? Because that was the big question going into the OU game. Would Casey hit, hit the deep ball? He did. Um, any comment or any any secondary reaction on that from him?
2: He he spoke about that some, and some of it was was set in an answer about Xavier Worthy, who, as we all know, had that uh, miscue coming out of the end zone, being stripped by Caleb Kelly, and that eventually, I think, leading to Sooner points. So he was asked about Xavier Worthy and the impact he has, and just was able to praise Worthy for coming back and getting ready and going and getting those deep balls. And how Xavier Worthy's a guy that they can look to for those, and he even I, I, I forget if, if Casey mentioned this or somebody else mentioned this, but Xavier Worthy's now going to get a lot of attention. 260 yard games that that gets defensive coordinators' eyes. So now, and especially without Jordan Whittington, Josh Moore maybe be able to reap some of the benefits of that, and I think that's something he talked about today. But uh, what what he, when he was talking about deep passing, he was very very praising of Xavier Worthy, the work he's done and being able to be a competitor, have the mental toughness to overcome a mistake and come back and make at the time the, the, the biggest play of his career.
1: Yeah. The, uh, I, I think you're right in, in some regards here, Joe, about one thing with Casey Thompson, as Longhorns look to get back into their winning ways this week, uh, his even keel slash maturity uh, may be a big part of that uh, because he can't, I, and I, I said this uh, talking to Eric uh, on Sunday uh, on the State of the Program show. You can't let Oklahoma beat you twice, and right. I tell you what: if if uh, if they go out flat or if the offense doesn't execute at a high level, um, Oklahoma State will take it to the Longhorns and those Big Twelve title aspirations that you're talking about that uh, not only Sarkeesian but the the uh, kids talked about today or the players talked about today and their uh uh presser uh will be uh, uh interesting um did you feel um any were they were, were the players and coaches down today or were they truly looking forward or was it i mean were, was there a hangover if that makes it, sense or
2: I didn't get that sense and, and here's another Keandre Coburn quote that kind of speaks to that he said we were happy to practice today we were ready to get out there and start practicing and, and, and get ready for Oklahoma State. And sometimes, you know, this is what week six, I think we just completed. They've been going at it since early August. This is a grind. And we sometimes we 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 try to highlight that, but we can only highlight it so much. If this is a grind and they're only halfway through. And they've encountered two pretty tough losses and that can be tough. I think that's literally why some of these coaches are paid millions of dollars. It's because you have to motivate 115 guys week after week after week after week, even when you face some challenges and some losses. And so for Keandre Coburn, who, as we, you and I both know, he loves football. No matter what he does on the field, he loves playing it and understands that uh, Texas has uh, provided him an opportunity to play, and that's something he speaks about a lot and did so again today. So for them to go out and say, we're excited to get back to practice, We were excited to be able to go and and get ready for this game. That kind of shows, I know that may be like a common, you know, trope and theme that, that players throw out, but it's hard to fake that. It's hard to Mm -hmm. fake, especially as a defensive lineman who's got to go up against an offensive lineman constantly. It's hard to fake liking or loving what you do and being excited to go to practice. And and so to be able to hear that, I think was a pretty encouraging sign that, these guys want to keep it going and and they want to get back on track and try and make those Arlington aspirations happen. All right. I, I
1: think this is going to be interesting because it, it, this is, and, and we'll, we'll cut it off here, but fourth straight 11 AM kick for the Longhorns this week. Um, I think it's interesting by the way that Texas practices every morning. They're not an afternoon practice squad. And I, I wonder if that helps them get ready uh, because they've had fast starts in all four of those uh, 11 a.m. kicks. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, For Joe Cook of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. We've been talking about uh, the uh, press conference today of Steve Sarkeesian and a few of the players. Uh, If you don't mind, please subscribe to our YouTube channel here. Just click the button and press subscribe. Also, please consider subscribing Uh, for pay to InsideTexas.com. Guys like Joe, myself, uh, uh, Eric Nalin, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, Ian Boyd, uh, and Hudson Standish all on there every day, all day, answering your questions about the Longhorn football team and recruiting. Uh, Again, for Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks and have a good day.